the best corn chips made. The freshest juice, crisp, salted, golden brown Fritos, good anytime. Someone else knows what's good. Another bag of Fritos, Klondike. Okay, coming right up. One bag of crisp, salted Fritos. Hey, Klondike, how about digging another bag of Fritos? Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of the Progress City Radio Hour. I am Michael Crawford from ProgressCityUSA.com, and with me, as always, is... Uh, it can be Jeff or Beacon Joe. It's up to you. It, it depends on how uh, how much you're feeling the story. Yes, yeah, exactly. Story. Um, welcome to the long-awaited, mythical, much-anticipated third episode. Yes, the end of the original trilogy always takes a little bit longer. That's true. But but it's really the one that wins all the awards. Uh, unless it has Ewoks. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely. Keep going back to Star Wars. Definitely. Um, Western River Expedition. But anyway, um, yeah, we've uh, been a little busy. Jeff has been in the studio a lot. Yes, and then and a little bit later on I'll, I'll tell you about, about those things. Ooh, those yes. things. I would just like to do some plugs. And oh, give you all reason why we have been away so long. That's true. That's true. But he's a, a good alibi. Professional songsmith. So he's been busy. He's smithing song. And um, yeah, it's been a long time. Uh, realize we, you know, trying to get back in the groove. We're going to talk a little about our uh, last trip to Walt Disney World, which was in March. <laughs> and of course, now it's June. Yes. Um, yeah. We've just realized. So that's been a while um, off the air, but we appreciate all your comments and all your questions and all your veiled threats and all your not so veiled threats and um, intimidation about uh, when when the next episode is going to be. So yes, fear is a way to keep us motivated. So it is. It is. Continue to uh, yeah, threaten us. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, so it was good to know we were missed, but hopefully we will start getting these out at least semi-regularly. So we're going to have a couple of short episodes just to prime the pump uh, with some discussion of our Disney World trip and maybe a few surprises. But hopefully we will be back in the swing of things soon. Yes, and it's good to be back. It is. So without further anticipation, since we have waited so long, let's go ahead and get the show started with some headlines. So it's been a busy time at the Disney Company, uh, it, especially since we've been away for so long. There have been a lot of headlines. But even lately, it's been quite a busy time. 
at the parks and at the studio. Even though all the news isn't necessarily big news or good news, uh, there's a lot of news. So let's talk about it. At Walt Disney World, they've announced the first new hotel in quite some time. They've announced the Disney... Oh, let me actually... I have a press release. I need to make sure. Um, Please get the nomenclature right. It's Disney's, and that will become apparent soon why that's important, Art of Animation Resort, <sighs> which is formerly known as... The what was it? it was the, the legendary years. or was it the classic years or the legendary uh, maybe years the legendary years of the um, pop century I couldn't even think of its name also yeah Disney's uh, Disney's pop century Munich <laughs> Olympics Resort or Sarajevo <laughs> Disney's oh modern day Chernobyl life after people resort. Yeah, Disney's Life After Disney's People. Life After... Oh, that could have been a great tie-in. That was a better theme, I think. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm sure all of you do, The uh, when Disney built the Pop Century Resort, they were going to build it in two phases. The first phase covering the 50s through the 90s, I guess, or the alts, probably the 90s, and then later going back to the classical years of the... 1900 through the 40s and uh, a lot of things intervened and they just never quite finished that last part and no. so but for, they started it they started it so for about 10 years across the little lake from the like the 1950s longhouse or whatever there have been these sort of decaying crumbling concrete structures and I mean the lobby like fully sort of built but not finished and just these sort of bombed out looking cement structures sitting there empty in the Florida sun. And so there had been, I got to give credit to Jim Hill because he got this one right. Uh, when he announced a while ago, they would be turned into suites themed after animation because the new thing now is to add family suites. So since a lot of that's happened off property. So yes, indeed. But the old thing is to make giant oversized architecture, and it looks like they're going to be still doing Thankfully, that. Thankfully, we are going to be getting that, too. As, King Triton. As the press release, crowned by a 35-foot-tall model of King Triton. Yes, indeed. The family-friendly resort will have themed room interiors in its nearly 2,000 new units. So it's going to be a 2,000-room hotel. It's going to have 1,120 family suites and 864 rooms. And those are in the Little Mermaid wing. The Four Wings theme to all aspects of Disney animation. Oh, really? Yes, we have The Lion King, uh-huh. Little Mermaid, yeah. Cars, and oh, yeah. Finding Nemo. That is a wide swath, isn't it? That that really about covers it all. It covers, you know, covers two, two decades worth. Yeah. yeah. And Cars. I'm glad Cars is Cars there. Cars is in there. I'm glad not? you have Nemo and The Little Mermaid. Well, Nemo, I don't think there's enough tie-ins that's true. Disney I World, yeah. Fear he's it's going nice to, to have a little Nemo in there, finally. Yeah, so you can enjoy, anticipate staying in the car's garage or whatever it'll be, their long house. Exquisitely themed. Exquisitely themed. I'm actually quite disappointed the Chicken Little was left out. Oh, yeah. But... Oh, well, Home on the Range would have been great. But maybe oh, they're waiting yeah. to build its, you know, full on resort. In and out. <laughs> It is the 26th resort at Walt Disney World, and the press release says it will be one of a kind with themed building exteriors. 
and larger-than-life icons from the animated films in the courtyard areas. So it's going to be across the lake from Pop Century, and it's going to open at the end of 2012. So, Well, the world will be ended by then, won't it? Well, that's true. I, one wonders why they're even trying. Well, I feel like that's the end of it, though. That's probably going to be the last one like that they're going to build, hopefully. I don't see how they would have any more demand for that. Well, I think they had a lot of success with the family suites that they added to one of the all-stars. And, I mean, family suites is a niche that needed to be represented in the hotel. So it makes sense. And, you know, they were sitting there half-finished, and it looked terrible anyway. So right. I will have to say, my I do have some disappointment in that I really wanted to see what they were going to do with, because they never had any art for it, but with like the 1910 sort of, like what is like the sort of Dust Bowl the, decade the 30s? sort of, yeah, the yeah. 30s, like giant like a silhouette cutouts of a soup line, soup line yeah. like across the <laughs> ceiling and just like a giant, I don't know. Fatty Arbuckle like yeah. statue or something. <laughs> that would have been good. <laughs> or just like yeah. giant chaplain. So I, you know, I just wanted to see what they were going to do if they could maintain the incredible tackiness of the existing pop century with the iconography of like 1900, like giant like large wheeled bicycle with. <laughs> <laughs> you that would have definitely made bully sense. on the side, like cut out. <laughs> bully twenty three skidoo. But sadly, we're gonna get animation, and you know that's fine. But I think you're right. That's probably from now on. It's gonna be DVC all the way. Yeah. The other um, there have been a couple of things. Captain E is returning to Epcot on July second. So you know, yeah, buy your yeah, tickets yeah. now without uh, lasers, correct? With without lasers and all that stuff, yeah. But with rumbly floor, Star Tours two is going to close on. I mean, Star Tours Star Tours is going to close on September the eighth. Yay! And to return, and they've announced they had this huge media event at Disneyland to kind of announce everything they've already announced. But they announced that in addition to the previously announced Tatooine pod racing, it will also feature Coruscant, and will take place between Episode Three and Episode Four. Ooh! Yes. And so there was a lot of concern that those would be the only two destinations. But there's a lot of hints that there's going to be a lot of randomness involved. So this sort of oh, one would hope, you know, mix and match, and you'll pods. never get the same ride twice. So we'll see how that pans out. Uh, the other thing, my favorite news of all, is um, Cinderella's Golden Carousel. Oh lord! Uh, June first, it, and this was announced randomly and just happened out of the blue. They renamed Cinderella's Golden Carousel to Prince Charming Regal Carousel. Um, I, I know mm. I kind of wish it would have like had a colon, colon. in there, yeah, like yeah. Prince Charming Regal Carousel, or you know, yeah. But it sounds like some odd sort of Japanese translation gone wrong. Or something it also but. sounds vaguely threatening. <laughs> Prince Charming Regal Carousel. And uh, my favorite part about this, completely ridiculous, and obviously this is some sort of weird attempt to, since they have this fantasy land expansion that's all princess, all princess, all princess everywhere. 
obviously, uh, you know, we need the boys too. Oh, oh, boys hate carousels. How can we make this like awesome? Well, we'll change the name. And then boys who apparently don't like carousels will think it's like the greatest thing in the world. But it wouldn't be right unless we had a story. That's true, because that's what it's all about attractions good. Yeah. So they actually put out a press release with this story, in case you were wondering, behind the carousel. And I'm going to read that right now. Please do. Because this is the greatest piece of anything ever put anywhere. Following their fairy tale romance and happily ever after wedding, Cinderella and Prince Charming took up residence in Cinderella's castle. With peace throughout the kingdom, Prince and yeah, I, I, I wish this was like Star Tour, a Star um, Wars, like the yellow scroll coming up. With peace throughout the kingdom, Prince Charming had time to practice for jousting tournaments mm. in the countryside near the castle. He built a training device of carved horses on which he could practice the art of ring-spearing, a tournament event in which a knight rides his horse full speed, lance in hand, toward a small ring hanging from a tree limb, with the object of spearing the ring. Now wait, <laughs> I haven't even heard the thing about the, the ring-spearing. It goes I mean, on. It goes oh, on. Please continue. This event was no. This event was known by various names throughout the lands, but generally came to be called Carousel. <laughs> the Carousel device drew the attention of the villagers, who wanted to take a turn on this amazing spinning contraption. So, Prince Charming had a second carousel constructed hmm. closer to the castle, where everyone could take a spin on this wondrous invention. Instead of a working knight's training device, however, this new carousel is more befitting its regal uh, location in the castle uh, courtyard. Its rustic training horses replaced with ornately decorated prance, prancing steeds adorned with golden helmets and shields, flowered garlands, feathers, and other... <laughs> and other... <laughs> I'm sorry. And other festoons. Oh. <laughs> Flower garlands, feathers, and other festoons. It's very well written. The Prince Charming invites one and all to test their horsemanship skills and to enjoy their own happy ending. Man. So that is that. I'll tell you what. I found out where all these budget cuts end up. In the copywriting department, I think so. It's amazing work. I think. I mean, Sterling Cooper charges heavily for that level of prose. Well, I was wondering at first if they were going to get give spears to people. That's uh, that would have been brilliant. Yeah. And the little the thing that they sent out says the name change helps tell the rest of the Cinderella story Clearly. that inspired the carousel. So apparently there was in. I mean, they made like two or three sequels, and this wasn't even in that. But apparently, I love how it's, like, not this thing he made to train, but it's like, he made a thing to train, and then he made another one. It was more regal. Oh, it made it fancy. Yeah, more regal. 
I love, I mean, there's nothing that, you know, if you think that the boys hate carousels, there's nothing they like more than festoonery. That's true. And prancing, ornately decorated oh, prancing steeds. That reminds me of Pleasure Island yeah. and all the backstory to the, uh, you know, warehouses. Oh, oh, yeah. This was Meriwether Adam Pleasure's outhouse. TM. So this, you know, first, I refute the claim that, like, carousel love is a boy-girl thing. It's an age thing. Because when you're a kid, I mean, I, we always wrote it when we were little. Yes. And it's like you reach the age where you're like, oh, that's for kids. I'm not going to write it anymore. And then eventually you reach the age where you're like, oh, well, it totally doesn't matter. I'm old enough that I don't care what anyone thinks. Or it's ironic. And then I'll write it again. But the the demarcation is not along gender lines. Well, it seems like they're demarking everything on gender lines right now. They're, they're oh, they think it is. Yes. They think it is. And yeah, which does, you know, boys and with, you know, does, gives little credit to boys or girls. Because I don't, you know, I don't think it's seen as like a girly attraction. I mean, it's seen as a children's attraction. Well, and if, even if it was, uh, a name change. It doesn't that. change. And, uh, you know, that does a disservice to children who you think are stupid enough to be like tricked by a name change. How much money they're not gonna spent check on this? Side. I want to know. Uh, oh, yeah. That's a good question. Because that's absolutely pointless. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many kids stop to check the sign before they get off? I wonder if the story's going to be out okay there. Boys. A little plaque. That would be awesome. <laughs> but it would be like a, a wall around the attraction. Yeah. Oh, they should have, like, storyboards. Didn't this happen? Or maybe they could have a video that plays while you're waiting on, like, overhead screens. Yeah. With, like, some Warden wacky Wilson. celebrity with Warden Wilson. Warden Wilson can do it. Or, um, I don't know, Justin Bieber in festoonery. So anyway, Carousel. Had to fit that in there. Um, you know, that's it for Walt Disney World. Nighttastic is happening. There's really a whole lot of nothing there. Uh, Disneyland, of course, World of Color opened on June 10th, and it looks pretty amazing. Have you seen the video for that? I have. Yeah. It does look amazing. I have heard lukewarm reviews, though, about its content. Yeah. Uh, I think... I don't know. The feeling that I get is that the technology and the presentation is wonderful, but the content is a little dodgy, and well, I agree. They'll be able to change that if need be. Well, you know, I think they had to make some changes because, you know, there was all this word that Iger demanded changes, so there were last-minute things. And I think you can tell because it's sort of weirdly inconsistent that, you know, just have these odd scenes from the movie and then just sort of randomly cut. And then there's live-action Johnny Depp. So I think a lot of the older material for the older films, we know a large Alice in Wonderland sequence was, was cut. Oh. And, uh, yeah, because that was one of the things they hyped most because you remember they right. had the, the woman crepe with the paper. crepe paper yeah, stuff. Yeah. And there was apparently a whole storyline, but it was cut. And and so it's now just kind of a clip show. But, That's a shame. I mean, it looks... Gorgeous. It does look amazing. Yeah. yeah. They also opened the uh, Silly Symphony Swings, which used to be the giant orange of terror or whatever it was. That looks really cool. That looks really cool. And, you know, any sort of shout out to the band concert. And they have shirts. Yeah. 
Yeah, they've got all sorts I think of stuff. Amazing. They've done really well with that. And uh, they've uh, switched out the um, displays at the Blue Sky Cellar or whatever, mm-hmm. their wine cellar of the future, with uh, lots of scenes, a little model for the Little Mermaid ride that's under construction. and Which is taking right off. The sort of next, yeah, it's, it's going up. Their next wave of expansion. Where's ours? Goofy's Sky School. Yeah, really. Ours is still a hole, I think. Oh, let me see what else is going on. Oh, they've on. got that boom thing going on over there, whatever it's called. What is it called? The, the, oh, um, the Hollywood Pictures backlot, the little n- night bar party, flirtini oh, party. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Glowfest. Glowfest. That's right. Glowfest, which apparently has been getting rave reviews. Yeah, more popular than World of Color. Which I don't, I I haven't read all the reviews, but That's I've seen everybody like, when flipping they were, out. When they that must it. be it. Because it sounds to me like you a know, body. but Glowfest, and you know, you know, you never know what's going to take off. But this CD is the thing belly. that they had to like, you know, entertain people because you know the rest of the park is like slowly shutting down as they have these late water shows. So they're having a place for people to queue up and wait, and apparently just get them and get totally liquored the up, crunk on, yeah, yeah, <laughs> crunk on. So, I you know, glow. Party just sounds to me like, you know, the kids with their glow glow sticks hopped up on the e, their glow sticks and the ecstasy, ecstasy, ecstasy. But you know, if it's a good time, who am I to judge? But yeah, glow fest. Who knew? They're also they're also adding. They put in the track for the red cars. Yay! Which I'm excited about. As someone said, uh, I think another voice uh, said today, if they can put the red cars in the garage and the park, why in the world can't they put the track going out to the car, uh, the uh, the parking deck? Yeah, that would be nice. Um, what else? They've announced expansion plans and retheming for the Disneyland Hotel, which are pretty extensive. And I got to give it credit because it goes back to the sort of mid-century roots of the hotel. It's clearing away a lot of the sort of clutter from the courtyard area. It's going to redo the pools, make them sort of nice and modern, and make it yeah. easier to get through that area. They could be like monorail themed, correct? Yeah, it's going to have a new pool that's themed to the old monorail station, the that's sort of uh, erector set, and the slides are going to look like the old uh, Mark III monorails. I think yeah, that's the rendering I saw. Because and up that theme you know, there's a lots of great parts to it. They're going to add. Uh, they're going to redo all the restaurants. They're putting in a tiki bar. Ooh, I didn't hear uh, that. Yeah, with a sort of, uh, you know, the whole sort of old school Adventureland theme. And uh, a tiki bar. And there's something else they were going to do. Oh, they're going to rename the towers. And this is what I like. Because the towers used to have kind of cool names. But then they renamed them like Wish and Dream and Magic, Magic or whatever. Yeah. But now they're going to be Frontier, Adventure, and Fantasy. Whoa, I haven't heard that either. With, like, different sort of old art in oh, the buildings man, from that's the different exciting. old Well, that didn't take long art. for them to rename those. I know. I think that's really cool. My only problem with all of this, my only problem with all of this, because, uh, you know, going back to the mid-century look, great. Um, tiki Bar, great. New names, great. They're getting rid of the waterfalls. No! Oh! <sighs> 
they're getting rid of the waterfalls. And if anyone at Disney is listening to this, please keep the waterfalls. Why would you take them away? Like in the first news article, they're like, oh, they're, they don't fit with the theme. and They're just kind of dumb. Like, no. The waterfalls are amazing. It's by far the most amazing part. And, uh, you know, we just saw the Disneyland Hotel for the first time last September. And so it was just wandering through. And it really is a hodgepodge of over the decades of different stuff. It's amazing. I love it. But, man, those waterfalls were sweet. Those waterfalls are cool. It's a great area. bummer. They need to keep that. That's, you know, totally spoiled it for me. I was Mm. like, how can you spoil something with the tiki bar? Oh, anyway. Moving on, um, Captain EO's opening everywhere. It opened in Paris already. Phil Magic is opening in Tokyo Disneyland. Oh, man. On January 24th of It's next on year. now. It's on now. A little bit of studio news for you. Just today it came out that Sam Raimi has signed to direct Oz the Great and Powerful. Hmm. Starring Robert Downey Jr. Whoa. As the Wizard of Oz. My goodness. That should be interesting. Uh, Disney released... Their trailer for Tangled, their teaser trailer. Speaking of gender confusion, yeah. there's this whole freak out going on throughout the company about sort of gender issues. And because they do something and it either fails or succeeds, and then they draw the completely wrong conclusions from it. And so they put out, you know, this movie that used to be called Rapunzel, they put out a trailer that not only never says the word Rapunzel, but she has maybe like one or two lines in it. And so now the animators at the studio are freaking out and like trying to assure everyone. And apparently they've had a few test screenings. And everybody's like, this, the movie you see in this preview is nothing like the actual film. And mm. there is stuff that was actually put into the preview that's not in the film. That's so Like weird. for added wackiness. Huh. So I don't know. You know, if, if the movie turns out fine, it doesn't matter what the preview's like. But these people <laughs> who are making these trailers are the same people who are deciding what pictures get made, what, you know, what gets developed, what gets greenlit, and the whole process. And these are the people deciding that. And they obviously have no clue. Well, it's just been meddled with for so long. I just don't see... Speaking of hodgepodges. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, uh, they just need to really just flip the whole thing. Although the Emperor's New Groove ended up pretty pretty amazing. Well, yeah. that's. I mean, there, there were a couple of things that came through that were great. And that was by completely, accident. completely butchered from yeah. top to bottom. So, so you never know. Um, and uh, just a few bits of corporate news. The ESPN zones are closing. No! Five ESPN zones across the country. The Wait, great... you mean the one uh, the Disney Quest isn't going to become an ESPN zone now? No, man. No, no. I wanted to watch Kobe in style. <laughs> the only well, you can in uh, fittingly LA because the only ah. two that are going to remain open are the one at Downtown Disney in Anaheim, and the one at the Staples Center in Los Angeles, I California. That was their strongest brand. I know what. And speaking, men, dudes love ESPN and the sport. So why shouldn't? But they said with the economy, it's just uh, no longer profitable. It's that economy. It's that economy. So again, we see, you know, it's crazy. We go through this cycle of 
expansion and contraction of like, oh, we're going to have location-based stuff everywhere and there's going to be, you know, they did this forever. Disney stores at Mickey's Kitchen and then uh, what were the Club Disney or whatever, the oh, yes. daycare centers yes, or whatever yes. they were going to be and then the oh, Disney Quest and then, oh, ESPN Zone and then they all close. Celebrity, mm. sp- oh, celebrity Sports Center. Oh, gosh. <laughs> going way back. Yeah. In the files, what? But what is you know, uh, you know, they get all wound up for this stuff, and then they give up. So they've never been able to. I mean, I'm, it'll be interesting to see when they open up this Hawaii place. It just doesn't seem they're able to do the uh, remote location thing very well. I don't understand why. I know. And yeah, they got Vera Beach and Hilton Head. Those seem to be. But fine. just sort of quietly continuing somehow. Yeah. And well, I, everything else. How long has it been like, since really... we've heard any news about the thing they were supposed to be doing in Washington? That's true. Which I drove by the other day. Really? Uh, you didn't see? Uh, I didn't see massive no. Mickey anywhere. Well, and there was r- rumor about them doing something like that in Houston, too. Right, right. Which is always a rumor, it seems. Yeah, that uh, seems to be the go-to. But anyway, that's 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 a look at what's happening in the Disney World. So, uh, lots going on, but yet still not a lot going on, strangely yeah. enough. Maybe they're waiting for the next D23 convention. Maybe so. so. We'll see. But whatever happens, we'll be there to tell you all about it. It's Beak and Joe. Um, we're we're back. Uh, it took us a long time to get back from Disney World. So yes. We apologize about that. It's kind of like um, on uh, Kilimanjaro when they say you're going to be gone for two months. We didn't take them seriously. <laughs> I know. And and we were. We were gone for two months. It was a great trip. Pretty legendary. Anyway, uh, we, we did seriously go uh, from March 13th through the 19th, I believe. I think that sounds right. Just running through those dates. So long ago. It was indeed. And, and a good time. We've, we've done a lot since then, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> we've been very prolific. I know I have. We were, we were awestruck with the, uh, the things we saw. Well, that's true. The Disney magic, I mean, it, it, it shocks you. And it takes you a while to uh, you know snap out of it. Mm-hmm. Return to daily life. So about two months is right. Yeah. Since when, and uh, let me just cut in here, when did two months become, like, the de facto, like, jokey, we're going to be gone a long time, like, mantra for Disney attractions? Is there another example of this? I'm trying to, as we discussed this, because don't they do that on Jungle Cruise, too? Maybe. they. Uh, it seems d- like it happens somewhere else as well. Do they do it on the, uh, 
the, Maybe on the Western railway. yeah Star Railway or Eastern Star Railway or whatever. It is. Yes, I th- something like that. I know they say no cooking on that. Maybe they do. Uh, wait, wait, they do something on the Walt Disney World Railroad. Yeah, these next <laughs> couple of months or something like that. I don't know. Anyway. It just stands out to me that that gag is apparently hilarious. Several months equals long time. Anyway, yeah, exactly. So it has been <laughs> it has been a long time. We did it intentionally. Since yes, well, we wanted to create demand, <laughs> which it's clearly it happened. Obviously worked out so well. But yeah, Walt Disney World. Uh, how'd that work out for you? I felt pretty good about it. I had a good time. I, we both spent, uh, which is just becoming a real uh, habit, spending the vast majority of time in Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Yes, yeah. And, uh, you know, you'll always fall into the same routine. And I, I, you know, I'm really bad for always making big plans about, you know, oh, I'm going to go, like dig for Cardwalker secret treasure somewhere and go in these places that but you wind up you're you know when it comes down to sort of digging through obscurities when you only have that short amount of time it's hard to tear yourself away from the magic kingdom you gotta get your fix you've got to get your fix and um usually it seems we i don't know in in the later latter years we usually go to Animal Kingdom, and we usually skip studios. Yeah, I had a long, long train of skipping studios. Yeah, but this this go around, we hit the studios, and wound up skipping Animal Kingdom. Not by plan; we had planned it for the last day, but that was poor planning because on the last day, if it comes down to going to Animal Kingdom or heading back to the Magic Kingdom. It's no it's, contest. No, that hurt me, though. Really That's no the first contest. time I haven't been to Animal Kingdom since it opened. I know. I, For as many, as much as I rag on Animal Kingdom for different things, it is... I love me some Animal Kingdom. It's a good Under time. the right conditions. Yes. When the, it's not a thousand degrees. Right. But yeah, that, that was poor planning. We should have done that up front. Yeah. So, about five days, we did mostly um, Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Spent part of a day at studios, saw what we had to see. I literally, on that day, I walked all the way around the park, came back, rode the great movie ride, then went and got something to eat, and then left. Yeah. (laughs) The end. That's pretty much, I'm trying to think if I did anything. Oh, you all left, and then I went around and did the loop of the park and saw some amazing things. Then did One Man's Dream, which is my other thing to do, because I love that. And I could spend a long time just looking at the exhibits and things right? and then left because I, what just kills me at studios anymore, if you're not feeling like a uh, rock and roller coaster, tower of terror, if you're just not in the mood for that, what else you can do the animation tour. I mean, you could do the animation tour, but there's really no animation tour. And the backlot tour was actually closed when we were there, but there's really not much of a backlot tour anymore. They said they're going to bring it back, which I guess, yeah, I guess which they are. is shocking. And I don't know my sort of antipathy for studios as it is is well known, but yeah, I have that too, even equally extreme. But I, I enjoyed seeing being around Echo Lake and oh around yeah, there the a long time. And Hollywood Boulevard, Sunset Boulevard, Sunset. Echo Lake, yeah. All very appealing. And very we pretty. saw some details that we had not noticed before. 
Yeah, there are a lot of strange details. I mean, good details. I'm thinking of the the logs. Yeah, there are logs in in Echo Lake proper. Yeah, It's obviously in reference to something. I've I've looked up Echo Park and stuff. I can't find any. They have these fake stumps and fake logs floating in the water. I'm sure somebody out there, and I've got some... Some ideas they probably know. Yeah. If you could tell and us. my guess, and this is what a couple of other people had mentioned at because uh, we talked we've already talked about our trip here in North Carolina at the twenty seven nineteen Hyperion sweat box. Yes. An all girl sweat box. But at, and a couple of people there thought this too, that it's probably a reference to the La Brea tar pits. Or, That's where it would I be like about petrified right. trees or something. But if you're around Echo Lake and you're walking by um, Men and Bills, and uh, if you look in the water, there are fake stumps and logs floating there. That's and right I near to cosmic a... dentistry. Cosmetic <laughs> dentistry. Cosmic, cosmic dentistry. Yeah, but let's start. <laughs> let's let's try and organize our thoughts, and maybe go park by park, and start. <laughs> in the Magic Kingdom. Which, probably, we have the most to say. Yeah. Um, Spent quite a bit of time there. Spent quite a lot of time there, and it's funny that how one's habits change over the years. Because now, I go to the Magic Kingdom, and I get on the train, and I go around like three times, and, you know, while everybody else is queued up for all, you know, all the big rides, I'm pretty happy just to ride that train around. Yeah. I mean, I, especially uh, working down there when we both did that, I think you come to the conclusion that you will be able to ride those attractions again if you miss them for some reason. I mean, like the Space Mountains, for instance. There are things you have to right. go on, and there are things that you've been on. But yeah, especially this trip, it was extremely crowded. It was the beginning of the spring break mayhem. So doing things like the train that you can just get on and do. It's nice. And enjoy nice. the train and the wedway. Yeah. Sort of my two go to. But it was crazy to give an example. We were waiting for the uh, steamboat, the Liberty Bell. And the queue for the Haunted Mansion was, came all the way out of the Haunted Mansion area. Through all its windy places, it came through the old Mike Fink keelboat dock, and the queue for that wound around, wound up the exit for that, and up into Liberty Square, up to in front of where the uh, steamboat goes. And uh, that gives you an idea of how crowded it was. Also, there was a line for the train in Toontown all the way past Donald's boat towards the Barnstormer queue. Yes. I've never seen that. And there was a queue for the Wedway. There was a queue for the Wedway. Where the young cast member kind of screamed in our face if we were there, if if we were looking for the line for the train. Talking I about didn't the Wedway. think you were going to recover from that one. I, that, mm. Have you recovered from that one? No, no one ever recovers from that. But the, but the Magic Kingdom uh, seemed to be in pretty good shape. They've done a lot of work to it. Um, a lot of paint here and there, uh, a lot of work going on, and obviously a lot of work that when we were there was just starting up for Fantasyland. Mm-hmm. Walls had just gone up and clearing had just commenced. You could just barely see 
where they had uh, cleared some of the forest behind Fantasyland. Yeah, and we took took some time to soak in the magic of Toontown before it goes <laughs> away from us forever. We had to take a look around because I don't know when was the last time I had actually walked through Toontown and looked at anything. And so I had to uh, sort of internalize it. So we took a little stroll through there. And um, yeah, it didn't convince me the that Toontown should be spared from the bulldozer. But. Yeah, well, yeah, but back to the maintenance front. There was a lot of good stuff going on, and there are some some places that still need to be maintained. But over the course of the past few years, it seems like there's been a gradual upkeep and, and uh, you know, a lot of just details that, that haven't been around for about 10 years or so coming around. Yeah, that's true. A lot of smaller things that people might not notice and Flexfer's done a good job of posting lately a lot of the updates of things that haven't been fixed or haven't been touched up in a long time a long time and have been fixed I will call them out on one thing though because this appalled me greatly the carousel of progress (laughs) I have that on my list. I don't know what's going on there. Like, maybe they're waiting to rehab it or something. I don't know. Maybe your video hasn't gone viral enough. It's falling apart. Maybe it hasn't. Well, the thing is, I I had this... If you all look at our YouTube channel, there's a video on there that I took last year in which I'm like, oh, it couldn't get worse than this. It's so bad. It's like, head's going to come off. It could get worse. And let me tell you how. If his mouth was not moving with the audio, if Father was like sitting there in his chair, kind of like rocking slowly, maybe like a ventriloquist, and his mouth was not moving, like but words were coming out. More Zoltar. It was. It was like kind Vol- of like Vaudevillian. And the scrims that hang in front of the turntables were like loose and dusty and hanging down and like like drag like draperies with the sets when they turned it was terrible and what is yeah. going on as per usual the last scene is ridiculous the yes. last scene i mean you know change the <laughs> laptop out anything change their clothes i oh yeah it's ridiculous that's a good point his like the brother or the son's like little like Back to the Future ski outfit or whatever. He's Maybe wearing. they've learned from their Epcot mistakes that it comes back around and they're just waiting. <laughs> That's true. It's the Grand Canyon concourse example. If oh. you wait long enough, it'll be trendy again. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I also had on my list that, that Winnie the Pooh needed a fresh coat of paint. It's probably due for its its first big rehab. I, yeah. But did you see, and this is totally off topic, but where they had moved the tree... Uh, this just happened, I don't know, within the last couple of weeks. As part of the Fantasyland r- renewal, they moved the tree from the playground, Plu's uh-huh. playful spot or whatever it is. They just picked it up and moved it to in front of the poo queue. And they're going to totally redo that queue. Oh, good. So I like that tree. That tree is, <laughs> that tree is good. It is. <laughs> it, no, but it, it it actually looks really nice where they've put it. And uh, I think converting that queue to like a little foresty thing. Oh, that's uh, nice. That'll be really cool. And so yeah. it's a good start. So hopefully, you're right, though. The uh, It was looking a little uh, 
threadbare. I, I had, on the other hand, I had the, the Pirates and Mansion. Of course, Mansion, since it's rehab, has been amazing. The yeah. Pirates and Mansion both looked like they had uh, had rehabs themselves of, of a little freshening. I, I think so. I agree. The guy with the um, the good luck to him guy, the guy with the hats, on the, one foot on the dock and one foot on the rocky boat, right. keeps trying to escape. He was, uh, his hats were back. I think his hats had been gone for a long time. Hmm. So good luck. Also, to him. it was amazing uh, in Pirates. I I think they've they've kind of tightened up the sound in there. It seemed to be you could clearly hear everything, and there was no distorting speakers, especially in the uh, the bridal um, whatever auction scene. That's true, and I wonder if they had gone back because I know they left some of that out of the big rehab. I wonder if they went back and uh, touched it up a little. And country bears, uh, you know, uh, every time I go on that, I sit in the back row, and maybe that's why when they did their rehab, I didn't think it sounded that great. But we sat down in the middle, and it sounded fantastic. And I think that must be it. I think the difference is, and this something for everyone when you go to the country bears, go to the front or at least to the center of the theater. Don't go towards the rear because I think we tend, in general, for whatever reason, to stick to the back of theaters. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I know that sounds very creepy. It, it does. It does when you say it that way. Uh, but if you're under the little fake balcony there in the Country Bears, it just really sounds awful. But when you sit out in the, I don't know, sort closer to the front, it sounds much better. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind in your touring plans. Yeah, that's your zippity doo dah tip for today. Just one of many, really. Yeah, well, we have many more. I will say, uh, speaking of uh, animatronic spectaculars, this was the first time that I had been since they had um, done the Hall of Presidents, since they had oh, that's the right. Hall of Presidents. Yeah, you, you've not been on that yet. And it was fantastic. Mm, they yeah. did such a good job on that. I'm so happy. And it was packed. It was packed. It was packed, and no partisanship going on in there. Either way, it was just yeah, fairly that was neutral. Good. That fairly was neutral. good. I will say, there was like five seconds of it that make me kind of... Oh, I see. Yes. Of the, issue I'm in the, the crowd. Yeah, 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 is, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is, yes. No, in the crowd, the crowd received it very well. Uh, that, the kid behind you with the, uh, had very strong opinions of... Oh, yeah, he did not like Franklin Pierce, but, yeah. But other than that, that he was the only... every other president. But just from the moment you go in, the theater looks spectacular. They've spiffed it up. Everything's very clean. It has that sort of new carpet smell still. And the digital projection is fantastic. They've switched, you know, rescanned all that artwork. And it really made me want to see like American Adventure or Impressions to France. Everything else with digital. Yeah, I don't understand how they did some of that. I mean, they like, it's like they digitally get like Abraham Lincoln to come out of the painting that he's in. Yeah, they do the uh, Ken Burns thing. Right. Yeah. That's the actual official sound of that effect. I thought that was a Jaws thing where the background gets further away in the foreground. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's true. That's a different thing. But yeah, very well done. Uh, the new animatronics, uh, George Washington, the and actually bringing the story back to the presidents instead of making it weirdly about 
slavery or well and know. i feel like it's more on the presidents than it ever has been because i feel like the first time it was the constitution yeah yeah oh no i i definitely agree that yeah. this is the most presidential of the presidents so hey speaking of audio animatronic spectaculars i'd like to talk about going on the first time for a long time the tiki room <laughs> under new management which i thoroughly enjoyed well in air quotes enjoyed yeah that was a special moment because um we went in the evening because it was dark when we went and we were there in that little pre-show area all by ourselves all by ourselves and so we went into the show and i think another family filtered in so there may be two families in this tiki room in the uh, in the enormous tiki room and the, the most heartbreaking thing, obviously, we don't like the under new management. Probably, if you're listening to us, you don't like it either. I don't want to speak for you. But it's so heartbreaking in under new management because the show starts off with the same, like, exactly like the original show started with, you know, oh, my sisters, blah, blah, blah. They start singing, and then... You know, you can see, like, everybody's face kind of light yeah, up. people were. And the kids start kind of dancing. And then, wait a minute, wait a minute, stop the music. Then Iago shows up, and everybody's kind of like, oh. Yeah, people were getting excited about the music. It's amazing. I mean, yeah, I've forgotten about the rap, which I thoroughly also, air quote, enjoyed. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. But it's also amazing that it to be made... Uh, cool and hip and whatnot uh, its shelf life has already uh, been wasted really oh, quickly yeah. and in fact the old tiki room seems a lot more culturally relevant now than that does well yeah and it well was... because it's kind of timeless yeah and uh, again this this is something we talked about a lot is when we went to Disneyland and you see the original 1963 tiki room and it, the the theater's packed and everybody they're loving it, singing it, uh, singing along and dancing. Or the little kids are bebopping or whatever. And then you see this, which is much more recent and makes fun of oh, it's 1963. You're so old and outdated, and it's so outdated, like it's right. so like hammer pants. Oh, and it's so hammer pants. Like out. Ninja Turtle, Crystal Pepsi, Ninja Turtle. Chris Cross. <laughs> and it's... The old one's like Christopher Cross. <laughs> timeless. <laughs> timeless smooth, like Christopher Cross. Smooth and timeless. It's smooth and everybody loves it. Everybody's um, down with it. But, so, oh, it's just... Yeah. And the animatronics treasure. look awful. I thought Iago looked like he needed to be shampooed or something. <laughs> he was a little moldy. Yeah, yeah. But it really is... I don't know. It's so sad. It's embarrassing. Because you get excited about going to Disney World. You get excited about going to the Magic Kingdom. And you have all this sort of like memes in your head. This sort of like history of like, you know, that gets you all excited to go. And then you actually get there and you're like, what are you going to do? Like, well, we could go ride the Tiki Room, but no, no. Can't it's also that. a it's weird not... thing to... to uh to present to first timers of like this used to be really awesome and this used to be really awesome yeah and this over here this used to be really awesome i mean not to say uh, we're not that 
doomsday about it. We, we yeah. still not about Magic Kingdom. Right. Not about now. We'll talk about Epcot later. Right. But, <laughs> but yeah, I've got. Well, th- th- you're so right. I have friends who probably never saw the original Tiki Room in person and are like furiously bitter about it because they they know like I may have showed them video or they've heard the soundtrack. And they know how awesome it was. And I, yeah, yeah, I can't help but think it'll come back. I, after going on that and seeing how few people there were, and seeing how ridiculous it was and how bad, like I, I've I've not liked it. I haven't wanted to go on it forever, but I mean it's just bad. I don't yeah. think anybody would like that show. So well, there's no, uh, and that's just the thing is there's no reason anymore aside from the sheer. Hammer pants. Laziness of like not wanting to shell out the money to change it. Now you can take something like Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, which I disapprove of greatly it being there where it is in Tomorrowland. But it has people in it and a lot of them seem to kind of enjoy it. Now I may have other problems with it, but there are people there and they are enjoying it. As opposed right. to the under new management, which no one is there. And if people do show up, they do not enjoy it. So there's no profit. And it's not like they're snapping up the Iago merchandise either. Oh, Lord. So anyway, it just doesn't make sense anymore. Please, Disney, please, please fix the deep. I have faith. I have faith they will. Haunted Mansion Rehab has, has given me a lot of faith. That there's That's true. That's it's There's good in the world. There's justice. And and uh, Hall of Presidents. There's no way. There's no way that show will stay. That's ridiculous. Anyway, yeah. Well, Hall of Presidents gives me a lot of hope, uh, even more than Haunted Mansion, because, I mean, you want to talk about something with no profit potential? It's Hall of Presidents, and they could have left that. I mean, that is something that the Disney Company does not do anymore that they used to do, which right. is this sort of very reverent historical. You know, mature edutainment, yeah. And they did it perfectly, so. Yeah. You know, hopeful. Um, What else do I have? I'm just trying to make sure I don't, you know. You want to talk about, well, we we can go around to Tomorrowland if you like. Well, I was going to say. Talk a little bit about Carousel. Yeah. um, Well, I was going to say for you, first, uh, first, I want to mention this. We want to, like, name drop a few um cast members here and there throughout our Disney World experience. Uh, we had lunch at Liberty Tree Tavern, mm-hmm. which was, uh, as always, excellent. Amazing. I highly recommend it if, uh, you know, the Magic Kingdom, not not a lot of sit-down places. And Liberty Tree's open for lunch, and it's off the menu. It's not the, like, bowl of stuff. And uh, it's quite good. But we had a, a um, server there. Who was excellent? Do you remember, recall her, her name, name was Beth? She Beth. was great. Beth. She was fantastic. So if anyone very, knows Beth, very witty. Give Beth very funny and very, <laughs> very helpful. I guess you'd say. Yeah. Anyway, very had cool. a good sense of humor. Yeah, which but, is you know rare that someone's not. You know, you get a lot of people that are affable. I guess you'd say. Yeah. But, by the way, ooey gooey toffee cake. You have to mention the ooey gooey toffee cake. True. It's amazing. One of the sort of crown jewels. If Beth you go helped there. us out that it doesn't need the little uh, celebration sprinkles. So ask for, <laughs> ask for no celebration sprinkles. Because 
we were going to order dessert, and of course, everybody wanted the ooey gooey toffee cake because it's magical, wonderful. You ought to have it. You must have it. It's incredible. And uh, so I think everybody at our table ordered it probably. And she's like, okay, that's great. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Now, I have a question. Do you want, or it wasn't really do you want. It's like, you do not want. Right. Trust me. Trust me. She said, there are, they bring it out with sprinkles on it. They used and, to have it without sprinkles. And it's not, and it wasn't part of the original recipe. It's not something that, you know, they thought of when they made the dish. It's something that later, when they needed something to celebrate, they made it like the official dessert of celebrating today and tomorrow. Like so, they's like, oh, we need to make it celebrate. I'll just throw some sprinkles on it. She's like, I don't even know what kind. It's not even food. It's not even. I don't know what it's made out of. She's like, it's trust me, it's real better without the sprinkles. So we're like, okay, fine. You know, sure, I don't need the sprinkles. So she brings out the ooey gooey cakes and brings us a bowl of the sprinkles. She's like, I just wanted you to know what you were not missing, just so you didn't worry about missing anything. If you want the sprinkles, you can have them. But, and she was right. So I hope we don't get her in trouble with the sprinkle industrial complex. But did you uh, did you have the beef stew there? I had the uh, the pot roast. Pot roast, yes. Which is and did you had I had pilgrims, you had pilgrims feast. feast. I I got to move off that. I mean, it was great. It's wonderful. I have a hard time getting anything else. Well, that's true. The big call there is always between pilgrims feast and the pot roast. Yeah, but it's I highly recommend both. Um, Liberty Tree may be overlooked by a lot of people, but we recommend it. But you do need to get those 80 yards in advance. That's yes, you do. another tip for today. Well, what I love about Liberty Tree, and I won't go on about this forever, is it is so pure, like 1971 in there. Yeah. like I feel like it's a really good answer to the Blue Bayou, which is its role. Oh, you know, the Blue true. Bayou in New Orleans Square. It's got a, a lot of small, highly decorated rooms, and it's sort of built on a very personal scale. It's not sort of these industrial restaurants, like move a million people in and out. There are stairs. The bathroom's yeah. really small. Bathroom's I mean, it's, only, feels... it's the only uh, non-handicap accessible restroom on the parks. There you go. Oh, man, we could have the best trivia book. That yeah. can be our quiz. But, yeah, I, I always like those bathrooms up at the top. It's this neat little nook upstairs. Crazy. Uh, what else about that? Oh, yeah, well, each room is themed to a revolutionary hero. A different founding father. We kind of had a lame room this time. It was kind of a... I, I, the the Washington room is really where it's at. Yeah, The yeah, key yeah. to uh, the Bastille or whatever. No, that's right. Or whatever right. it's called. What is that right? No, yeah, the Bastille. Yeah. Anyway. It's, and then that one also has a lovely, uh, lovely view into the... Uh, What's that place called? I keep calling it the Enchanted Grove, but it's not. <laughs> it's called. It's the place, the little garden. Yeah, and I can't think of it either out there. But it is nice, yeah, a little exclusive upset, view. Um, I had Taryn at, at the turkey leg cart. Remember him? Oh, yes. We, we, I should just quickly oh, say job. that we don't, we don't eat turkey legs. But uh, no. we were Not from any of like conviction, but... We were standing in the churro cart line which was open really late yeah this was really because the whole like time we were down o'clock. there everything was open very very late like the parks one night were up until three in the morning which was awesome yeah but uh taryn was coming 
he, he's probably a college program student. He was coming around. Yeah, he was. I can't remember where he like was from. Waving a turkey leg in people's faces and trying to seduce people into buying turkey buying legs. turkey legs. I think they were trying to get rid of the turkey legs for the evening. And so he was drumming up business in the churro line. And he was hilarious. He was funny. I actually ran into him on my last night when I was really stressed out about snacks. What snacks to get. I went to the uh, Toll House place. Yes. And their cookies weren't that good this time. Really? I don't know if they've gone to like a form cookie thing or if it was just late in the night and it was cold. But it just mm. kind of tasted like Otis Spunkermeyer. Which is, you know. Oh, yeah. It's not the same, though. Well, so he was working there. He was working there and he was cracking wise with people there, too. So yeah. he was That's doing a great like job. I got to say, I really. And he feel... remembered me. He remembered me. Oh, awesome. Really? Yeah. From the trail line? That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he was great. I really feel like there was a lot. I don't know. I had had a, a worry, a concern over the last several years that, you know, a lot of the sort of old guard employees have just to fill spaces to bring in warm bodies. They've increased the number of college. It's also a little creepy. And, well, yeah. And, you know, both of us were college programs, so I have nothing against the college program. But over the last few years, I noticed, you know, occasionally, you know, you're waiting to get your food and they're, you know, a little bit too busy sort of flirting with each other to, uh, you know, just kind of hanging out and talking and nothing really bad, but just kind of not really into it as much. Mm -hmm. But man, this time the cast members were up on it. They were. And especially the college program. I mean, I'm the same way and nothing gets me, nothing gets me amped up like bad guest service. It, yep. it, it really irks me. Yeah, no, there was a great cast and, and some really, you know, like Taryn, as we were saying, he is very like Disney, Disney difference. Yeah, I'm hoping that we have like cast members listening somewhere and yeah. that, you know, maybe one of you will like know one of these people and give them a shout out. Because high, high five. Give a little high five. Back pat. Uh, you know, we're missing the guy that gave you some... Uh, you know, I was thinking about that when you were talking, and now I can't remember his name, and I'm livid. It's Josh. Oh, you win. I had a recorder with me. Well done. That's right. I, I was like, I know I would have made a record of it. Josh, my man Josh, at Pecos Bill. Can we rewind for a second and talk about new Pecos Bill with the self-order? You got the people seat you when it's really busy. Love it. New yeah. menu, pretty awesome. Love it, yeah. I'm with Lou Mangello here. I think the best, <laughs> best burgers on property in the parks. Agreed. Agreed. Well, they have up. They, they have, just taste different. They have upped it. Well, you know what you're tasting? That's the Angus. You're tasting the Angus. You're tasting the Angus. You're tasting the uh, caramelized onions. Yeah. Which don't yeah. come. And, and, and within two onion rings. Which yeah. we got mocked by Mr. George Taylor about that. For Yes, for those of you who don't know, they have changed, because they've always had burgers there, but they've changed it to the Angus Burgers. And uh, they have cheeseburgers Ooh. and bacon cheeseburgers and then like deluxe, which is naturally what we got. Which is, as anyone would have, a bacon cheeseburger with two giant onion rings on top. I'm mad now though because I've 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 heard them t them be talking over there on that other podcast about uh the Widowmaker fries. Have you heard that? No. I'm... You get you get fries and you put everything on the bar on it, including the and top it off with the cheese. 
It's making me bitter. I didn't think of that first, and I'm I want to go back so I can try it. Well, you know, it. I I was thinking I was too focused on building the burger, because as we have discussed, you have the sort of cone of onion rings, which you fill obviously with grilled onions from the toppings. Clearly, part. well, you also pull your condiments under the grilled onions. At least I did. Or yeah. some. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So your mustard and ketchup. Yeah, but you don't man. want to go over and and barbecue sauce, of course. Well, that's already there. Oh, that's right. Of course. Uh, so you know you've got the two kinds of onions. You've got the grilled greasy onion deliciousness, d- deliciousness. So good you can't even say. It. Surrounded by the fried greasy onion deliciousness, and you just got it's like a nuclear stack of onionism. And of course, I, I'm really down with the mushrooms i'm a mushroom aficionado and so you've got that i just i just get the mushrooms on the side i don't I want to go there on. right now you're not you're not a mushroomologist who me or are you no i love i love oh, mushrooms that's right that's yeah you know it's common someone people, else i'm thinking people of. don't yeah a lot of people don't yeah it's a divisive uh <laughs> is that a vegetable uh no yeah. but uh, yeah pegasville you order now at these kiosks very well you cool have the option to do it. you have the option to that's true they have the thing there but i had a there was a technological issue or, which or, we should say we went back to pecos bill and some other people we were with went back to pecos bill and and nobody encountered this problem again right this was and this was sort of late anyway my order got lost and i wound up waiting at the counter for a long time a long time until josh do you say Josh? Yes, indeed. Came out of the back. Let me tell you, I think Josh may have just been a college program, but Josh was on it because he told me, he's like, Do you, have you been served? And so Josh recognized my um, that I had been standing at the counter for like 20 minutes or something. And he came around and then, or he'd gone past me once into the kitchen. Then he came out and he said, you know, have you been helped? I said, no, I'm, well, kind of. A girl took my receipt, but never reappeared. And so he's like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. So he went, came right back with my food. He's like, I am sorry. Is there anything else I can get you? And uh, I had drunk all my tasty beverage. So I was like, I will accept a refill of my tasty beverage, which he supplied. Then he asked, he's like, you know, do you like cookies? Do you like carrot cake? So to which I replied, obviously, cookies are good. So we got a, a load of cookies, comp, you know, comp cookies from Josh. And, and, and it's, yeah. You know, paying attention to what's happening that and taking and, care of it. You know, pro- providing some, as they call it, guest service recovery, recovery when somebody doesn't even complain. That's good work. That's, you know, that's, and that's to me, I mean, you know. And it doesn't take that much to give a couple, couple of cookies, but it makes, it makes a big difference. And I wasn't even fishing. Oh, it does. Because then we were all happy. And and We're very happy. with, you know. I and did you give him refund. a dap on the way out? I did. Well, because I had to go find out what his name was. Right. So, which Ooh. you thankfully remember. While we're in that side of the park, I'd also like, you know, this isn't a big deal, but I have audio from it that I want to share. Mikey at the haunted mansion. This was this is the anti the anti Josh. Yeah. So he was at haunted mansion, and he was uh, the most unenthusiastic. Haunted Mansion person I've ever heard. Yeah. It was, it, I mean, it was funny. It's not a big no, deal. No, that's the thing. It wasn't, you get some people that are unpleasant and some people that are just so, I don't know, odd that it's funny. Please don't stop in the middle all the way to the back of the wall. 
quickly, everyone. All the way back. We wish to fit everyone in. Our begins here in this gallery. Here where you see... All the way back, folks, please. You see a gap, fill it. All the way back, folks. Please go to the back of the wall. Kindly step all the way in, please, and make room for everyone. Nothing says haunted mansion like all the way is back. I'm and you had time to get out the recorder and do that because that went on for a long time. Yeah, it did. Uh, they, I think in the, when he was letting us out, said prepare for the ride of your life. <laughs> I, know, I like that guy. I know he did. should work the tiki room though. I mean, yeah. We should get all those people that, yeah. Get wild away, man. I know, the sort of, like, anti, I don't know, the sort of cast member genotype that kills me are the people that just are, you know, you don't always have to yell. I mean, I understand, I've, again, we were both cast members. It's hard. It is a pain in the rear sometimes. But you, there's no need to yell. No need to yell. Sometimes. Man, you know what, what the capital of that was when I was down there? Fantasmic made me not want to go to Fantasmic ever again. He was like the giant Mickey hands and the little yep. lightsabers being like, oh, it's like a bunch of Gilbert. That's why, that's why. Well, you know, we had the experience, and this is from Epcot, but we had gone to ride the land, and of course, you know, it's daylight, so you're not thinking, oh, well, it's seven o'clock, so the land is closed, like half of the park's closed because of all that nonsense. So we'd gone in to ride the land and, you know, went down the escalators and we were walking up. Oh, yeah. And just kind of noticing that it was cordoned off or whatever. There was this woman standing at the dispatch console, like, waving her arms, like, waving us away, saying, We're closed! We're closed! And, like, you know, people, because everybody wants to ride the land, so, you know, new people kept coming up. We're closed! We're closed. Why are they closed? Like, this is not an effective method of conveying your closedness. Right. But anyway, that's a digression. I'd pre much prefer to think of Josh at um, Pecos Bill. Yeah. And his great recovery skills. That's absolutely true. Well, I felt like we had some more things to discuss here. Uh, what we did, it's just funny that going to the Magic Kingdom after going to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. I'll just note the oddness of that in general. Yeah, yeah. The scale, again. Main Street. Whew. It's big. Yeah. It was under some renovation. They had those little, like, whatever, scrams up. Oh, yeah. Who, man, I wish I had thought of the fake uh, printed scrim uh, tarp, whatever, with a picture of a building on it idea. Because... I would have made a fortune because they are everywhere. And some there. are really amazing. They're very. There was one around the castle, especially, that you could mm -hmm. not. I mean, if you looked really hard, but at first glance, you would not have known. Uh, we ate upstairs at the Harbor House. We uh, did eat upstairs at the Harbor House. The line for that was crazy, but once it got settled in, uh, they clam chowder, man. It's good. I do love the Harbor House. I love it when the upstairs is open, even though it means you're in trouble. Because it's busy. We knew we were in trouble because the noodle station was open and uh, El Pirat y El Perico. Which are all good signs independently if it weren't connected to a bigger... I know. All things that we would want to see if it didn't mean that they only opened them because the park's madness. 
Yeah, I'm bu- I'm bummed I didn't check out the noodle station this time. <laughs> oh yeah, and well, it could have been worse because a couple of weeks after we were there, I don't know if you saw this, they actually opened up the Adventureland veranda. Oh for, my like, gosh, sandwiches and stuff. Oh, so that uh, must have been the apocalypse. I didn't ride Splash Mountain for the second time in a row. No, me neither. Me neither. Bum. Arr. We did ride uh, Th- Thunder Mountain. And we rode Monsters, Inc., as previously we, said, we which was pretty We spent quite a bit of time in the queue for Thunder Mountain while it was broken Oh, down. that's right, yeah. And, uh, oh, that's what one of those things was. I think I have one of their announcements. It's basically like, Yes. It's like, okay. And again, with this, again, with Support the yelling does not help. Yelling through a broken loudspeaker really doesn't help oh man and the sad thing was is that on one of the uh on one of the mine train sides a guy was kind of having a senior moment that i think caused the whole thing to go down yeah and all these like young middle management people were craning over his, uh, Scoffing it, was, at it was sad yeah but then the young guy on the microphone <laughs> and i think yeah but then a mountain at night is always awesome. Though. Yeah, and around out obviously took the uh, Liberty Bell as uh, well. Always duh. bloody. Although I, you know, I got to say, as we are recording this, the uh, Rivers of America at Disneyland mm. are filling up, mm. and I'm so jealous because they get the plussing and we get nothing. Yeah, we really need. Oh. And they already have a little bit. Plessing, oh. They already had plussing. Oh. Now they have more plussing. So Tony Baxter. Yeah, I know somebody's come back give the to Magic your roots, Kingdom man. You started at the Magic Kingdom. I know. Uh. I just still can't believe they have uh, Pocahontas there. <laughs> mm. Her little abandoned ghost village there. They're gonna have to change some stuff when Fantasyland opens, at least yeah. on the train. Yeah. Well, th- I had thought about that too, and thinking that probably when that change comes, because. You're going to remove all the Toontown spiels anyway. They're going to have to record the narration, re-record it. Are they going to still be able to have that guy? I don't know. I don't know who that guy is, which I probably should. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, because he says Toontown Fair at each stop. So they'll, it's probably Corey Burton or somebody like that who does every voice. So yeah, anyway, but they'll have to really re-record use... it. So I'm looking at that as the chance to get rid of the blue corn moon. I could use that and I could use also something... Something to pass the time away while you're going behind the Utilidors, back behind Fantasyland. Yes. That's a little dead space. A little uh, diorama or something? Yeah, well, maybe. Fantasyland will look cool coming up through the woods. That's true. Oh, you will be able to see a lot of it. And I do wonder, because it's coming pretty far back, and that will be show buildings facing that way, so it actually would be a perfect spot for a diorama. perfect spot for a diorama. My vote is for... um, as a Dick Nunes hat tip, uh, a Snow Queen mm. like drive through. Yeah, snow we can't do there. another Primeval World, duh, because we have that at Universe of Energy. Uh, that, oh, that's true. That's true. So it'll have to be something different. It's a little fancy. Maybe it could be a, maybe it could just be a Pixie Hollow. Maybe uh, Return to Oz, <laughs> Journey to Natty again. Well, uh, if it was in Tomorrowland, it could be the Tron that. Speed Tunnel, <laughs> the Tron <laughs> Legacy Speed Tunnel. Well, before we leave the Magic Kingdom, we should talk about Tomorrowland. And Ooh, that was a good segue. Yes, that, that was nice even planned. Time. You can tell, like every podcast, you know the skills there. There, it's everything's starting to click. We're totally riffing this one. Oh yeah, uh, Tomorrowland is oh, 
so sad. sad. It's not as sad as Disneyland's Tomorrowland. No, that's true. But true. it's sad. It it is redeemed by Wedway, which Disneyland does not have, and which. You know, if all they had was Wedway, I'd enjoy that. Hey, it's also redeemed by the Carousel of Progress. Well, by Carousel, it's in its uh, less than perfect condition. Uh, obviously, Carousel and uh, Wedway, Space Mountain, which had been rehabbed, and we got tried that for the first time. Oh yeah, well, I mean, we never really debriefed about that because we were. It was very late. It was very late, uh, and you know, it. I do like they sealed the light leaks into the mountain mm-hmm. that was good because mm-hmm. uh, that had bugged me for a long time some of the you know what's the difference really with right a lot of the rest of it i will yeah it's true but i will say that fox fur kind of changed my mind on that in her end of the year grading of the magic kingdom article which you should read huh? on Passport that's true no yeah yes i would recommend that too. she defends that rehab as saying that space mountain and disney world is the original and they preserved the original space mountain which we always complain about them not preserving things and it's pretty well preserved i think it could have had a little more pizzazz not necessarily even pizzazz just a smoothing of some of the rougher elements because you know, that ride was never... That ride had to be shaved down a few times to make it sort of less lethal to people because it was sort of designed in the early days of computer design. So I could have stood a little more smoothing out of the track here and there. I mean, not a complete, like, you know, rock and roller coaster style right. smoothness. But, I don't know, a little more of the rough edges taken off, a little more pizzazz. Maybe a little more pizzazz with the visual effects. I the need the ridiculousness of the uh, on-ride photo uh, yeah. really gets me there you know the post show they had added since i had been there last they had added the little videos back at the end which i liked right that's true the, the end is very I good the wish, end with the, some horizons references yeah, i wish there was a little bit more there a little bit more pizzazz there i tell you what i do like is that they cleaned and uh maintained the lift hill that is so yes. ridiculous that that's still there and yes. it's so awesome the the static uh guys in the that's little gonna be like booth. yeah that's gonna be like our little disneyland moment at the magic kingdom yeah of like nice kids. i think they old. got like a little wardrobe change maybe i did and one of them got some sunglasses i think yeah <laughs> they got it's pretty rid awesome. of their like it's pretty awesome logan's run jumpsuits with like the radioactive glasses or whatever it's looking nice up there but you know that I was like the right. Starfield effect. That was pretty cool. In the queue? Yeah. Yeah, that is cool. That I good. don't know how It's to do no that. Mario Lopez, but what is yeah. or Charlie Fleischer. Or Charlie Fleischer. You know, the Lopez Fleischer combo is lethal. If we're leaving Magic Kingdom, I'd like to say that the Liberty Square music loop. Oh, that was on my list too. And I totally overlooked it. Oh, there's so much fail involved in that. Yeah. It's it's bad. It's, it's like really marchy now. It used to be really fife and drum. It, well, it used to be very atmospheric. And now it's just sort of... Da, 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 like right in your, right up in your business. And very... Yeah, I feel the area music needs to relax. Instead of like accelerate you. Unless it's late at night and they're trying to get unless people out of the Unless park. it's the dump music at the end of the night and they're trying to get rid of you. Excuse me? The... <laughs> The loud, uh, fast GE theme at the end of Illuminations. But, uh, 
yeah, it, it's really not working. And I will add to that because it was very crowded, as we have stated. And of course, it's Florida, so it's probably pretty hot. Although it was nice when we were there. And it's crowded. And there are lots of people. And you're in Liberty Square. And oh the music is playing loud marches. Susa and the Great. All the other greats. Radetzky March. Oh, yeah. And um, it's loud. It's stressful. And then they put somebody in front of the Columbia Harbor House. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. With a bell. Like a little handheld bell. Town crier. Like a town crier type Historically accurate. Ringing their bell. I assume to get people into Columbia Harbor House. Although I don't know why you would. Because it was packed. I mean, it was totally packed. There's nothing like standing. It's a little bit of added theming. Because we were standing waiting for somebody. And (laughs) just that bell going. Like the bell, you know, if it's the middle of September, maybe. You know, the bell, you only bring the bell out in an emergency. When you really need the people to buy the chicken strips. (laughs) Because well, I think that when it's an emergency, they just close Columbia Harbor. Well, that's you know, that's kind of like everything else. Anyway, you're burnt. That was my girl. But yeah, you know, the kingdom, wonderful. I'm really looking forward to Fantasyland to Me see too. what that becomes. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with that area between, I mean, where the Grand Prix cars are. We didn't even get through Tomorrowland. I apologize. I went back to Liberty Square. But no, well, Tomorrowland, as I said, is just so desperately in need of so many things cohesion number one i believe because they've sheared off the entire top you know the skyway's gone they sheared off the top of that building so it's just kind of a low-rise building with bathrooms at least you can see the contemporary again yeah <laughs> some consolation um what what is it um oh the stitch no no no. i'm thinking what they called on the wedway then the stitch is supersonic celebration ghost town set this like thirty million dollar set or whatever that they built last year for the show that ran for maybe a month, I don't maybe six weeks, maybe less. It's still there, with like tumbleweeds blowing by, mm-hmm. and it's ama- I mean, it's at first it's enormous and it's unsightly, and uh, it's there's kind of a little alcove in front of the control tower where they had like one single bench, and there's like. <laughs> drifted like drifts of uh, like trash and stuff like popcorn boxes and stuff and uh, on the screen they have at night and maybe during the day too I can't remember like us like ads like little fake ads for different things around and like excess tech and sunny eclipse sunny eclipse and all that stuff and that was kind of clever I mean that you know making the best of a terrible situation. Right, but it just shows how, oh man, Tomorrowland. You've got Stitch, you know, you've got the monsters, and then you've <laughs> got the empty stage, and then you've got half of a Skyway building, and then you've got the Grand Prix cars. Grand Prix cars take a lot of room. I was just gonna say that uh, the new Fantasyland will hopefully buttress that a little bit better than it's currently. I hope, because uh. now it's just butt. <laughs> am I right? Ooh. Am I right or am I right? Am I right? Five. Yeah. Yeah, and you've got the empty plot where the uh Tomorrowland Theater used to be. 
You've got a couple of expansion pads that were never built on, so it needs a couple. A facelift. I love you. Now that we're talking about ridiculous things. Can we talk about uh, the Wedway just going over the Grand Prix cars like it was originally supposed to? Yeah. Let's expand the Wedway. It could go up to um, Dumbo Circus or whatever. Mm, mm. Mm. Yeah, here's the general thing I've got to throw out there. This is a good park segue time. Do we really need to do the security boosts anymore? Do we ever? That, you know what? That was on my list too. Oh man. That Makes me list. so mad. The Port Authority. As I was, I was looking back through my so... old tweets, and I said I saw someone get profiled, and I did. It's, uh, it's so pointless. It's such, yeah. It's one of those things that it's just for show. I'll tell you what, and the Magic Kingdom does it a lot better than Epcot. That's, that that is was true. like a forced segue, but when you go to Epcot and the tram lets out and the monorail lets out, and there's like only like four dudes yeah. checking bags, it's pretty pretty harsh. Or if you're taking the bus to Epcot, as due to the flawed transportation system most people do, you have to walk by the gate where you used to go in Epcot, walk all the way around, and they have these massive security gates that are built but it's with just, the Adam logo on it. With the Adam, which is, you know, the, the the good part about it. But I just don't like how they've built all this infrastructure sort of against the grain of what was there before and which is still there. But they just kind of built it across it, which I don't... Because all of the infrastructure in front of the park used to funnel you towards the park. And now you have this other infrastructure that's cutting all that off right and making you go around the entrance and it's like at the magic kingdom as well coming from the bus station or well, coming yeah. from the monorail i was gonna say though that it works slightly better there than at epcot i it's, feel like epcot true. is got the biggest like yeah in both cases you walk towards the park and then you have to walk away from the park before you walk back towards the park well, and there's just no point and to there's it. really not you know what? i think what? every time and you don't want to like be like, well, I could blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I wear at Disney World always wearing the cargo shorts with the big cargo pants. Wow. And, you know, no one, you know. We're not trying be, to start a revolution. You know, right? not, and I, I wouldn't, which is the point. But, <laughs> you this know, is getting, I can't emphasize this that This is getting enough. serious. But, you know, if, if just some dude can walk in with baggy pants and, like, a, a block of C4 or something... Of course, why would you want to, or anyway? But and then you're maybe, making like grandma open her like maybe set it up glasses to the, uh, case he, to be uh, sensitive to Gilbert Godfrey's voice. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> maybe so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, that might destroy it is the country bears too. And it is, you know, I know everybody likes to feel like they're safe, but I, you know, Disney security is very, very good. Hey, we're safe, and I don't think that the sort of surface level bag check shining the little mag light vaguely into your like camera case that is not Disney's first line of defense. Disney has it taken care of I think and it's time to end it. Yeah. Yeah. Epcot. Political. Are we go yeah. Political. Timely. Time. Are we ready? Are we ready for some Epcot? I'm ready. I'm always ready for some Epcot.
Epcot's having a hard time, I think. Yeah. I don't enjoy spending time at Epcot as much as I used to. Epcot yeah. used to be like number one time spent, and now it's number two. I love Epcot I still. I love well, World Showcase. Well, Epcot used to be um, far and away my favorite park. And I still, if asked what my favorite park is, say Epcot, but it, really, probably not. I realize that what makes it my favorite park are things that are not there anymore. Right. Now, that really is a park where you can, you go, can give go, an go extended history. Thing, like, oh, this is all right, but what used to be here was it did this, and then you go, and then it smelled like oranges, and then... And now the, it smells like a skunk. And now, yeah, yeah. Then ham and eggs would sing to you. Um... And now, when we were thinking of like what to do, you know, with this sort of review of Disney World, I was trying to think of winners and losers for each park. You know, what uh, what were the winners? What were the losers? And Epcot is pretty clear. The winner is pretty much everything in World Showcase, and the loser is everything in Future World. Right. And this is from you know growing up for most of my life. Future World was the place to go. And I had no, really no use for World Showcase, aside from, you know, the boat ride in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all changed, because I realized the amount of time I spend in Future World is in the land or on Spaceship Earth. Right. That's it. I spend some time on the seas. I like, I like seeing That's true. The... I, I'll... You know, I But have it's not the same. It's not the same as those other two. A lot of serious issues with the Nemo ride not that it has Nemo in it but that it's chooses to rehash the movie for no and not like oh we're taking you through the movie because the movie has already happened it's like a sequel to the movie in which everything done done it again Nemo here and see you know Nemo gets lost and runs off once that's an adventure Happens twice. That's semi intentionally, right? That's off. a pathology. I know. Prank. A prank. It, it's a prank. He's a and prankster. I think it indicates a little bit of trouble. Skullduggery, perhaps. I think uh, maybe time to counseling, maybe. Hard discipline. Or, you know, good next cop, bad cop. Like setting maybe? things on fire. Oh, but he doesn't have a mom, does he? No. Well, That's part of the problem. He has daddy issues. Well,. Yeah, so future world being the loser, I just like to say that it's even. I mean, you know, the spaceship Earth rehab, I was really stoked for, and and I'm glad that they updated the ending. I'm glad that they took it past like the wonders of the video phone. Yes, I'm glad they talked about computers or whatever. Put in laws. But man, the uh, the voiceover, and I love me some Judy Dench. Oh, it yeah. is like a cool eighth grade teacher, social studies teacher, I guess. History, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And the ending, although I enjoy it, it's just like, it's just too like funny. It's it doesn't leave like it's like they were afraid to be inspirational like in the old way. You yeah, know? they were afraid to like. I don't know, that's not really in our culture right now. There's so much irony at play. And that kind of like ends on an ironic note. But it's like if they would have just, you know, had the guts to take it to the end like they used to, that would have been awesome rehab. But I think you're right. Something about it is lacking, and I prefer the Jeremy Irons with the, you know, city at the end. Yeah. It's a, you know, the Spaceship Earth 
rehab is a complicated issue because don't get me started don't get me started on 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 one hand the ascent everything up to that point the increase in animatronics and the effects and all those scenes i mean is a wonderful wonderful lighting uh, the, the lighting the sound you know everything is a fantastic job except for the kid being turned around okay the newspaper boy the little newsy kid i still i re- i desperately want to know what the deal with that is i bet i have a theory yeah he's been turned around in case you don't know he used to be like facing towards the vehicle and now he's like on the back of this loading dock turned around i think it's because people probably touched him oh that could be he was kind of within reach but you could turn. I just don't understand because, like, he'd be kind of be there for a while. Oh, I and see. Not, yeah, and, right. I mean, now you just see the back of this kid facing into darkness. Is he motionless? And he's motionless. Oh, that's so weird. I'm sure they're. You know, I don't know what the deal with that is, but it's really weird if you like know what was there before. Extra, extra New York Day. And like the the sound isn't. It's it's just all wrong. But um, <laughs> it's just wrong. But as you said, I mean, I I was so excited when they said it was going to be Judy Dench. But I was expecting, like, Queen Elizabeth Judy Dench. I was expecting, like, M from 007 Judy, like, hardcore Judy Dench. Not like happy Judy Dench. And the ABCs. And the ABCs and the Phoenicians and the first oh, backup system and the first uh-huh. World Wide Web. And uh-huh. the first, I mean, we don't need, like, the hip analogy. You know what I do love though? I'm going back. I'm going back to positive. I, I love the woolly mammoth scene, and I love the I freaking love the cave painting. Oh, I knew you were gonna say that. Cause, yeah, that. I don't. I mean, it's again. It's the little touches that I are don't know so how they did that. Great, uh, the projected cave paintings. That how how is that possible? Cool. Very cool. Well, in every. I mean, all of the animatronics have been so upgraded, and you know the problem with they they denudified the statue that's being carved in the renaissance as not to offend and then uh of course there's the narration but all the way up to the top and the end because you know in the previous ending you got up to where the the kids were teleconferencing about judo or whatever and that did not match what came before now it feels like it's a complete show up to the very top and that's when it falters. And, you know, I, I... People do like the movie, the little interactive thingamajig. And, you know, you hear people laughing, and it's fun. I mean, it's funny. It is funny. But that, I think, would have been so better suited for a post-show, or for something at Communicore, maybe. Communicore. Or, or, I mean... Uh, or Communicore. Or Communicore. Communicore. Bring it back. Um, Mr. Gorbachev. You could have had everybody around the globe at the end uh, doing that in the post-show. Then you wouldn't have had to use that. I hate, I really, really do hate that in order to take their take your picture, they have to you know have it there at the start when you're climbing. Because right. that used to be so, like, mysterious. Like, you were entering this cave and traveling back through the past. It was also kind of just a, a focus time. You yes. Know, rowdy was... kids sit down. Yeah. Focus. Get yeah. into this. Get into this thing that's going on. 
it drew you in. And now you've got kind of the narration going, and then... Safety spiel. You've safety spiel going. Look over here. Look over here, and then everybody's like, oh, they're taking our picture. Blah. And then you're not listening. Do they have the lightning of time travel anymore, either? I do think so. That's a bummer. I don't know that. They don't have, we want equality. That's true. Which, I mean, what's the point? Hey, but speaking about your other if uh, your other attraction you mentioned that you were already at, I will I will wager to I'll put it down and say that I think that the, uh, living with the land, save for losing the song, uh, mm-hmm. in recent years has gotten better and better. I agree. I think that the greenhouse has developed some stuff like they're I mean they're back to doing some pretty uh revolutionary stuff. I know they're building like a uh, dwarf pear tree. They're doing that thing with the fish under the plants and uh and I, I do like the uh the voice. Because you know I, I was against that when they did it, but now it really works. I was too, and then I remembered all these old tape recordings I made when I was like ten of the land, and that's what I would always listen to to laugh at because they were always so bad. They were pretty like, bad. If you look over here, you'll see cacao. That's a sophisticated. If you look over here, aquaculture, and it's a tiber tilapia. That's a good point. So and, and the uh, new narration is sort of uh, pleasant. Yeah, it matches what you see. It's authoritative. Rice growing on rocky terraces. Over here we have papaya and papaya. But yeah, it's. I, I vote yay. And you know I, what? it's if, like the last place to see the original app. Well, yeah, it's one of the last holdouts. It was never one of my favorites when I was young because, you know, you're always beelining for horizons or most. We don't want to hear about agriculture. <laughs> you know, it, was, it, it wasn't it was as exciting as some of the others. But now, man, I'm loving it. I'm yeah. loving it. Because it is true Epcot old school. And if they... Would just bring back the song. Mm. Okay, I have, what's what's that Get guy's Bruce name again? Um, Bob Moline. Bob Moline. 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 Bob Moline. Man, that's one of your best songs, sir. I shall say. Um, secular gospel, I believe, is its genre. <laughs> I think you're right. Uh, oh, and yeah, this, the the soaring debacle downstairs, as far as traffic flow with seasons is. Just stressful. I, I I don't know. I wish they had figured out some other way to get soaring into the park or somewhere. We brilliantly decided that we they could have done it at least an entrance on the second floor because you walk up a whole yep. flight. Yes, there. I think there had to have just been many better ways of doing it. I think they just way. wanted to take out food rocks that bad. Which you know, I'm with you on that one. Can we just brought back kitchen cabaret? Am I right or am I right? I'm all right, people. Pack me up here. Oh, man. I went on Journey into your imagination. Or yeah, Journey you into did imagination. That. Oh, man. I did not. Now, see, I, I was like really juiced from going on the Tiki Room and getting real. I got such a kick out of how bad it was. It was like going on Delta's Dream Flight again or like. Oh, you're going to get in trouble yeah, was, for that. I mean, I, yeah, that, that is not exactly comparable to how I felt about the Tiki Room because the Tiki Room is offensive. Yeah. But it was just kind Dream of this, was like, sort of campy. Yeah. Well, I thought that the Tiki Room was pretty campy. 
Oh, I mean, true. they, they do rip. terrible. Anyway, so I was gonna, I was inspired. And the next day, I was like, I'm gonna go on journey of imagination, and I'm gonna start going on the bad rides, and I'm gonna enjoy them because, yeah, I'm gonna enjoy them because they're so bad. I didn't. It's not, like a trucker hat. You right, need it. You need right. it, like a matching trucker hat for each like ironically bad ride. Man, but it it was just so bad. It oh, and, and maybe if it was a little bit more hammer pants. I mean, maybe if it was like a couple more years removed. There's not enough reference. There's not enough. There's not enough anything. There's nothing. It's just bad. And Eric Idle like ruin ruins one of my favorite people. I know. I mean, Eric oh, Idle. Yeah. I love Eric Idle. He's to... so bad yeah. in that. Makes with his like reacting to like the trumpet being blown in his ear or whatever oh, and getting licked at in the face. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, that uh, ride it's... is so bad. And that's another. One. I mean, <clears throat> so it does lump in with new management tiki room of like. I do not understand how they can justify it. I mean, there's nobody there. Nobody's enjoying this. No. Like, you know it's bad. You have to know it's bad. It's like, you know, there are things that I don't like. I don't like Mission Space. I don't like Test Track. But yeah. I I will admit that there are like, I mean, especially Test Track. Test Track is wildly popular. They're yeah. not going to change that. That's fine. Yeah. Journey into Imagination is ridiculous. It's just bad. Yeah. Well, uh, you're totally right, and this is the thing that always has blown my mind about that is, uh, again, with the things you mentioned, like Mission Space replacing Horizons. I don't like Mission Space for many, many reasons, theoretical and practical, and uh, I hate, hate, hate that they replaced Horizons with Mission Space, but first I can see why they do it. And with something like Test Track, like you said, Test Track is really popular. Mission Space less so. Uh, more since they added the milder version. But with those, you were replacing one kind of attraction with a completely different type of attraction that's a completely different experience and appealing to a completely different crowd, which is what you, they were trying to do. Journey and Imagination, they replaced one kind of ride with the exact same kind of ride only about a third as long and it stinks so much worse way worse can we talk also about how even though the image works is technically more high tech it doesn't seem more high tech oh that's a really good point i mean what that's is what up with point. that what is going on at the image works what what that's I don't... so good point because i mean the technology in any one of those little things would beat probably all of like Epcot eighty two just for computing power, but it is feels so cheaper. It's just yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We had somebody on uh, the blog or the Twitter feed or something recently say that they had never even known that the pyramids used to be open. That they had they had, uh, at one point they had been open upstairs. Hey, the pyramids were dirty too. And man, Oof. it was a totally different. Oh, we'll mention that in a second, but it was a totally different, you know, you used to have this wonderful open glass atrium and you had that elevator, that crazy elevator up the middle and the winding staircase. And it was, oh, it was such a great vibe. And they had the like some, some Kodak had some like pho- photography exhibits out there sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Upstairs around the edge. And you could like get out of Imageworks and kind of walk around there and wait for people to get well, out. You could stand and look out the window at Epcot around you, could you actually from the see out floor. the window. You could see out the window. And the, uh, the Imageworks was just, I mean, you could. I mean, it's still hours. there. Yeah. 
They exactly. could reopen it. But uh, so as you said, the pyramids the from imagination from outside were filthy, like nasty, nasty, Gross. nasty. And as you your bon mot of the trip was <laughs> that they should uh, dump Kodak and get Windex as a sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. You burnt. Yeah. yeah so bad. But yeah, I will say about imagination, I think that people know how bad it is. And uh, at D23, the expo they had this last September, I ran into, you know, my good friend Tony Baxter. We we were we were hanging out. And uh, <laughs> Tony, Tony said... Um, you, like, cornered him for this one. Yeah, yeah, I collared him. An exclusive. And, yeah. <laughs> Progress City exclusive. Um, because you know this had just been in the back of my mind, and I had no, I had asked him, you know, I said, you know, someday I'd love to, you know, if you do any interviews, you know, if you want to talk to this nobody podcast blogger, whatever. Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> I beat myself up all the time, but um, you know, if you, you know, I'd love to talk to you about some of the work you've done on the that you did on Epcot, and I was thinking about. The original land pavilion that was designed before the land. You know, I was thinking these ecology, and uh, he's like, "Oh, you mean like uh, Journey and Imagination?" And I was like, "Well, yeah," because I wasn't even thinking about that. I mean, I knew it, but that wasn't what I was going for. And uh, I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, uh, sure." And he's like, "Not, it, or no." He's like, "The original Journey into Imagination," and so I kind of laughed at that. And I was like, "Yeah." Because, you know, you don't want to know. You don't want to be, it could be his best friend had done the awful design that destroyed his original creation. I don't know. I feel but, like, yeah. But I was like, yeah, that. I was like, yeah, that was not so good. Uh, and uh, I was like, the original was really good. So, but anyway, the next day, uh, some people were kind of standing around. He was holding court. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this has been something that the Imagination 4.0 has been something that's been speculated about for years now. Especially since Lassiter came into the Exactly. Fall. And, you know, everybody's, you know, says that there's a plan in place. And, you know, people I trust have said that there is a plan, there's the desire, but the money keeps getting switched around. Like, some of the money went to plus the Nemo thing, and it's all finance. So, you know, I just really want to know, is anyone, does even anyone even care about that? Because it could oh. be that, like, no one, just no one at corporate cares, and it's going to be that way for her. So I asked, you know, is, you mentioned during Imagination, the original, and what's now, you know, you may know, some people prefer the original, they miss, you know, real figment and Dreamfinder, all that. And I asked, is that something that's on anyone's radar at all? Or is that something that, you know, that ship has sailed? You know, wanting to give him the chance to say, like, no, the not really. Or, you know, one of those vague sort of, you know, anything can happen, but it's not on anyone's radar or whatever. But he's like, I just really think that those characters aren't being used probably as well as they could be. I'm like, okay. Let's dance, Baxter. I'll, I'll take it. Let's go. Let's dance with some. <laughs> Let's dance with some dreams. That's yeah. the, the dream. That's some scoop for everybody. Yeah. So take that home with you. 
Yeah, so how did we get Tony Baxter to get... I mean, I feel like he's just giving up on Florida. He got his start here, man. I know, he's got to get back to If it weren't for Florida, roots. you wouldn't be nowhere. Why don't you, <laughs> why don't you remember us, man? Florida, Florida made you. That's right. Florida can dang sure break you. Now, help us out. <laughs> anyway. Do help us out. Please. Please. No, Tony, we, we got Please. much love. TB. I know you're listening. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm sure you are. Oh, oh, you uh, planned your retirement, I believe, at uh, Interventions. Yes. <laughs> which is something to get excited about about the future. Interventions, which I usually never go into what and, is until that like place? after, you know, I just don't even think about it. But I was heading to meet you all at the land, and I was like, I'll take a little side trip through Interventions because I've heard there's some great new exhibits to check out. So there was like the Velcro exhibit, which I didn't see, but had lots of Velcro-y puns out front. And they had the great, I don't even know what it's called now. This is terrible reporting. The great American <laughs> save off, save money experience. And uh, <laughs> this was sponsored by T. Rowe Price, our, our friends. Mm-hmm. And um, it... <laughs> it it was like a series of games. And again, it, the technology was all pretty cool. But about halfway through, you realize, like, what am I doing? Because you go in, and you're kind of standing in the queue, and there are all these pictures of, like, this family of, like, digital pigs, like, on vacation. And, like, one's graduating from college, from PU, it oh. was, I recall, if I recall correctly. Ooh. And, uh, you know, on a, on a beach somewhere, the pigs... And so you kind of go into this house, and there are uh, about five kiosks, four or five kiosks. And uh, the little digital pig comes out, and he's like, we're going to teach you about saving money. What would you like to save for? And there are like four different choices, and so like retirement. And one was the ultimate dream vacation. So I hit that. Cause, Dreamer. Uh, you know, I'm not the only one. That's true. Um. So he's like, all right, we're going to save for this. Well, take me on to the next station. So he like jumps off the screen and this like drawer opens in front of you with this little like cannonball sized pig. And uh, (laughs) it's just heavy too. He may have actually been a cannonball. I don't know. But then you'd shake it and it would have like the digital sound of like change. So it had, maybe it had like an, an app. that like when you shook it, it would make the sound like he was full of money. Hmm. So, uh, you went to the next room, and there were all these big sort of gizmos. And you'd put the pig into the receptacle, and it would, like, suck him up into the machine. And then you'd play some kind of video game. And then when you were done, it would spit it out, and it'd be like, oh, you know, you've made this much money. Because every ga- every video game were different ways of grabbing money that was falling from the air. Yes. Apparently, that is how you save for retirement. Exactly. Is go outside and wait for money to fall from Maybe the sky. Maybe you're detonating banks. And oh, jeez. Right. Yeah. Yeah, is, exactly. Well, you know. This is very inflammatory podcast. It's our Guy Falk special. <laughs> so, we would... Uh, Boom goes to dynamite. You know, you get your money out. Of, he'd be like, oh, you've made... I mean, however many dollars, good job, go to the next station. So the little pig cannonball would come out of the machine and you'd go to your next station and insert him into some like suction tube and he'd go up. And at the end it would tell you, you know, oh, great job. You've saved for retirement. You've, you, ha- you can go on your dream vacation now. 
and you know, all the games were kind of these fun sort of, I don't know, kind of games you would play on, you know, an iPhone or something, you know, like turning the thing to bounce the money into the sack so you would collect it. But I, yeah, I tell you, I didn't learn much about saving for retirement unless money literally starts falling from the sky. Hey, what a bum out anyway. Let's do something. I mean, the energy exchange. Am I right or am I'm I right? A get Jet Set game? Hey, that would be very, very good to have right now, an energy exchange. I learned how to make a roller coaster in That's, uh, Communicore. Well, I learned how to put an American flag together. <laughs> and I learned that robots always know my birthday, no matter what. Exactly. If, if if you meet a robot, it will know your birthday. Yeah. And you're right. Like, energy exchange. That's topical. Please. And also real. It wasn't oh, like so catching, real. like, laser bolts from the sky with, also, uh, with the uh, pig game, there was a wolf that would try and intercept you and steal your gold. Clearly. So, this is, that's What would that represent? Uh, Bernie Madoff. Oh, I see. I would assume. Or eating eating Alan food Greenspan. out, maybe during Stag- your whole life. Eating at fancy restaurants. Stagflation, yeah, as represented by a wolf. Um, so anyway, that was yeah. that. I mean, it's kind of. I mean, it was fun, but but why? You know, one of my gripes about Future World, which has kind of always been this way. I thought it had always been this way, but then I went back and looked at that video from 1983 or whatever, where they just show ambient Epcot stuff. Right. Man, Epcot is super paved. Future World in particular. Yeah. It's like so, it's so paved. And sometimes it, it bums me out a little bit. There, well, you know, the Interventions Plaza, Communicore Plaza, whatever. There used to be so much water and yeah. greenery and right. trees. Exactly. And now it's just pavement. Yeah, and I don't know. They like need to it. put some trees back, some water. Some I mean, water. I'm big on the water. Big water fan. Fantasyland again. Sorry, future Fantasyland. It's true, but again, my big problem with Future World is I get so excited about getting to Epcot, and you get there, and you know, you go to the land, whatever. Then you know, if you don't feel like space, or you don't feel like test track, I mean, what do you what What is there to do in Future World? Energy is pretty good. Energy is still good. I don't do it every time. Um, you know, I like, I mean, I like Ellen. I like Bill Nye the Science Guy. I like Stupid Judy. It's fun. It's just not necessarily. Again, Mandatory. that's another thing that's mandatory. outdated. That's another thing that's really outdated. And the thing that kills me about Future World is that these are all things that are really relevant right now. Right. Like, as we're recording this, we have oil pouring into the ocean in the Gulf of Mexico and we have uh, people dying That's in coal pavilions. mines. Two pavilions right yeah. there. Well, yeah, exactly. you got the seas and the energy. We've got all this with the coal going on. We've got, you know, this energy. Like, all this is super relevant. Yeah. And it kind of freezes it totally. over. So, future world needs help. Please, please. 
Well, that wraps up part one of our trip report. And stay tuned for part two. That's on the way. We've already got it done, so it shouldn't take near as long. I just wanted to take a moment and talk about some things that I've been doing as an alibi to uh, the delay that this podcast has had and let you all know about them. Um, Just done two records at the studio here. One is by a guy named Brett Harris. It's called Man of Few Words. It came out in April. It's a great record. You should check it out. It's brettharrismusic.com. The other one is a band called Luego, and their record's called Ocho. That came out June 1st. You can check them out at luegomusic.com, and they're both on the Facebook. So check them out, and I'll keep you informed of other things that are going on around here. In the meanwhile, you can let us hear from you at podcast at progresscityusa.com, and as always, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening in, and we hope to see you very soon. now it's time to go. Remember, everything you've seen here in our all-electric city is really possible today. So if you know any cities looking for a new springtime of progress, tell them about Progress City. Thanks Thanks for for joining joining us. us. Listening to the Progress City Radio Hour, created by the folks at ProgressCityUSA.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at Progress City USA. If you want to contact us, please write podcast at ProgressCityUSA.com. The Progress City Radio Hour is recorded at Arbor Ridge Studios in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, on the web at ArborRidgeStudios.com. The title theme was composed by Jeff Crawford, whose music can be found at jeffcrawfordmusic.com. Please join us again soon for another Progress City Radio Hour. They call it